0: I'm different. You know who it is? Didn't tell ya. How can you not tell me? This is an eighties hit. You probably even play it at your at your shows. David, you know who it is?
1: Hmm. Not a clue.
0: Well, good at least I know I'm not the only one. Huh? It's Hall and Oats. I can't go for that. I can't go for that. Can't go for that. The only the only
2: Hall and Oats I've actually heard somewhat recently is like Maneater. No, 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 not that. Uh, I think it's making my dreams come true.
0: It's basically the Toronto Maple Leafs goal song. Yeah, but I can't go for that. That's that hauling oats. Or hauling oats. It Mm -hmm. means you be getting moving faster. And uh, who's going to be doing some hauling after the Rockets win the uh, Mac championship? Logan, thanks to him, on the WXUT sports team. They actually have a game broadcasting at 2 o'clock as the men take on. Canisius, they'll be hauling on that Court, <clears throat> by the way, but The Rockets end up Winning the MAC championship in football Now there's some questions Does Candle leave or stay? Does Daquan Finn go Or stay? I can't go For that because he's got to stay, I mean he's a dynamic Quarterback, but David, what say ye from Frank's vocabulary Way
1: Go ahead David uh, I think I think Candle Kendall- I think Kander should stay, and I know that's probably completely unpopular in Northwest Ohio. But I think kind of winning, winning the MAC championship, and consistently being at the top of that ladder for the past couple of years as a team to beat, I think gives you a little bit, a little bit of breathing space. And I think for sure, winning the MAC gives you a lot more breathing space had had we yet again had all this expectation of going to Detroit, winning to the you know, winning the Mac. And yeah, I think I think there are gonna be a lot of people that and I know Derek you're one of them that says, you know, go out on top. But looking looking at this, is there a Power Five program right now where he would feel comfortable as it's a step up from Toledo. Knowing that, and we, you know, we talk about it all the time, kind of Maction in November, you have some exposure for the national base, even if it's ESPN2 or even, you know, 10,000 ESPNU networks. And you have the ability, you have strong recruiting, you have a base, you have some kind of voice still in that locker room that for what it's worth rallies the team when when it's needed to. Now granted does he still fall into the traps of you know shooting yourselves in the foot with penalties? Yes, that's been happening, you know, for the past decade. You there's still games where we're like, uh, where were you going, Coach Candle? Yes. But that's with, that's with any head coach. I think if there was a big program out there that's a power five. That's a legitimate step up. Now, a lot of people are saying, you know, is Stanford that school? Do so I think Stanford would hire Jason Candle? Probably not, just because Stanford is still such an insider network. Is Purdue really a step up from Toledo? Yes, you're going to the Big Ten, but, I mean, you're going to Purdue.
2: Uh-huh. Well, well, David. Since you kind of mentioned it, I really think Purdue is probably the mo- most likely landing spot. If keyword if Kendall decides to go somewhere else, now do I think he should st- he should stick around? Yeah, do I think he will? Not so much. But I think Purdue is probably the best fit because. They like hiring offensive minded coaches. Candle's an offensive mind. Offense is probably going to deviate a little bit as they like this he likes to run the ball a little more than throw it, but obviously they're going to go somewhere where offense is loved. And I think possibly Daquan Finn could end up transferring there if he ends up entering the portal because I think Aiden O'Connell's going to be gone. And I wouldn't be surprised to see a lot of them follow him because instead of not just O'Connell, they lose Charlie Jones. I think he's gonna. I think he graduates because he he came in from Iowa and did pretty well there. There this season, so i I have a feeling it's gonna. I have a feeling it's gonna be Purdue if he do, if he does choose to leave. Again, not reporting anything. This is just my speculation, and so. But I think, but I mean I don't I, don't, I can't see him going out to Stanford because again that's I think that's more Stanford's kind of more that um, how do I want to say this an elitist school well they want they might want to bring somebody who is from the West Coast I mean listen they believe who believes in lineup and playing man ball which they've done since Jim Harbaugh was there David Shaw continued that. So, that's just that's just what I think. I mean, I I almost thought that he possibly would end that Cam would end up, possibly end up at Cincinnati, but Scott Satterfield jumped from Louisville to there. That was kind of a surprising move to me because it kind of seems like a lateral move. And I know some people say, well, what's he doing going from a power five to a group of five? Keep in mind, Cincinnati is going to be a power five school, I believe. Is it next year or the following year where they're going to the big 12? What are your thoughts on that one?
1: Um, like I understand that like that's a big money quote unquote big money move kind of making that jump. kind of Cincinnati for me was one of those one of those programs that you have to have a can't miss prospect or a can't miss coach going there because Cincinnati, has all the momentum, has all of the allure of, hey, we were Group of Five and the power, you know, we deserve to be up there undefeated season. We were kind of taking the reins from UCF's quote-unquote national championship run um, and their undefeated season. So it was kind of who's who can continue this. Now, do I think – Luke Fickle probably should have gone to Wisconsin. Yeah, probably not. But, yeah, I mean,
2: I'll be honest, that was that was a real surprise.
1: That that first of all, that's going down, personally <clears throat> speaking, for me. Uh, it's like you're going Yeah. There there are a lot of there were a lot of head coaching moves so far this off season or even late in the season. Um, the Satter field was just and then it was Poetic justice at Louisville and Cincinnati are playing each other in the bowl game, and they're going to be lined up on the same sideline because got to play football at Fenway Park instead of you know any of the other football stadiums that are in the New England area. But yeah, I just don't want Coach Candle to have a lateral head coaching move, and I think for me, even a lateral even includes going from head coach at Toledo to an offensive coordinator in all likelihood kind of as we've been talking about the past couple of weeks, reunited with Coach Campbell in Iowa State. Like for me, like yes it's good for him because he's an offensive mind and he likes to think that way. And he would be reunited with Coach Campbell, so profanity just abound. Uh, but do do I think he would want to leave that head coach like being a head coach individual in college football it's still a prestigious thing, even at a school like Toledo, where if you win, you're going to have the adoration of fans. Even if for the past couple of seasons, you've kind of made some questionable calls and decision-making. But at the end of the day, if you win the MAC, which he's done twice now, that gives you a little bit of job security, at least for me, and especially with the new athletic like director coming in, them having conversations about, hey, are you going to renew? I, I, if I was Kendo, I'd say, yeah, let's run this back. You know, I don't know if, you know, five year deal kind of running back, but I can say, you know, after like reevaluate after 25, 26, cause he's still young enough to get a head coaching job. If another power five school opens up, that's, I you know, step up from the likes of the Purdues or, you know, Wisconsin, because I'm Nebraska and Wisconsin are going to fire the head coach before 26. That's
0: crazy. you think so. I
2: mean, wait, so you think you chance think chance Matt Rule's going to get fired in the next two years and you think Fickle's going to get fired? I, I, I rule, I, I could let's see if Matt things go completely the off the rails.
1: In two seasons. He's going to jump ship and be like, oh, there's another NFO job because that's what you know, that's what the NFL does, they recycle. You know, head football coaches that, you know, quote-unquote worked out. That's why Josh McDaniels still a head coach, even though he hasn't, you know, dog-crapping, I'll say yes.
2: But I definitely don't see Fickle getting fired because I think I think he's definitely, I mean, he put a, a winning culture in place in Cincinnati, got them to the college football playoff. But, of course, I think the wild card is Wisconsin's not going to be, he three yards in a cloud of dust from, was just running the football because he brought in uh, the offensive coordinator from North Carolina uh, to run his offense. So they're going to basically be changing offenses, and there's probably going to be some growing pains at first. But I think once he gets things going, look out.
1: Yeah. No, the reason the reason I say, and maybe not fired, but he's not going to be there at the end of 26 because Ryan Day is not going to make it to 26. And I feel huh. like Luke Fickle is going to replace Ryan Day at Ohio State. That's why I say Luke Fickle is not going to be there in
2: three years. Uh, oh, well, funny you should happen to mention that. And I guess we'll kind of throw some college football playoff talk in here. There, obvious, I mean, you. I think you had said that you would have rather had Alabama in over TCU because branding, whatnot. Money, yeah. Yeah. But... Of course, Bama had two losses, and no, and it's basically been unwritten rule: no two loss teams get in. So, and I think the committee, as much of a bunch of feckless losers as I think they are, didn't want to penalize TCU for playing a thirteenth game. Game is what it is. Now, that said, let's say they ended up putting Michigan and Ohio State in. Do you think that? Ryan Day would have made it back to Columbus if he lost to Michigan for the second time in one season.
1: Oh, no. He wouldn't have made it off the field. Like, the the fans and the boosters would have, you know, strung <laughs> they would have, the So, of, so right you're here. saying that
2: they would have brought Vince McMahon in to tell him, screw you, you're fired.
1: Like, like yeah, they, they would have stripped him of, the like, the block O. They would have, like, as that game was, like, <clears throat> you know, getting out of hand in the fourth quarter, People back in Columbus would have been emptying his office for him. Like, like losing twice to Ohio State, but kind of really quickly kind of going back to, you know, changing the metrics, not wanting to punish TCU for losing the 13th game. It's funny how they, you know, dropped, they, they didn't want to punish TCU, but then they punished USC for losing the 13th game.
2: Because that again. was SC's second loss.
1: But, but it's still, you know, do you want two losses to the same team, one in the championship game versus, you know, not playing the best against Michigan and, you know, being up on a bunch of little sisters of the poor, you know, not named Toledo. I, I think kind of, yeah, the metrics understand, yeah, but it's also, you know, conference championship game. And Ohio State didn't even win the division. So it's going to be those questions as we have every year when there's one team, that doesn't win the division
2: that ends up in, but yeah. But I mean, I've I've pretty much said all along, long, and I think I mentioned last week that I think your championship game is going to be Michigan and Georgia because I think TCU is going to get waxed because they're because I, I remember he I remember hearing something where their TCU has the worst defense out of all four four playoff teams. And they're basically like in the fifties where Georgia, Michigan, and Ohio State are like top twenty, top ten, some categories. So just throw throw that out there. And plus TCU playing that three three five defense, which I have I know I've said it on these airwaves in the past, and I will continue to stick by it. It doesn't work against teams that like to pound the rock. <clears throat> Uh, so I think TCU is going to get destroyed by Michigan, and as for Georgia and Ohio State, David, I know you say that Ohio State's going to get decapitated. I'm truthfully in the same boat, and I've told some of my Buckeye friends this, and and I said, look, I think George is just that. It's just because George is that much better than you, you because they're going li- to they're going to line up. They're going to order pizza and you're going to eat the pizza whether you like it or not.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: <clears throat> right, so, you still standing by that, David?
1: Yeah, I mean, like, Ohio State, let's just be honest, isn't one of the, like, they're quote unquote one of the four best teams, but.
2: But, I yeah. mean. Yeah. I th- I truly think that Ohio State. This is a soft Ohio State team, and I think the way they lost to Michigan that broke them. I mean, look, I know, and I know people say, "Oh, well, Ryan Day's going to have time to prepare." Well, you could have all the prep time in the world, you're not beating Georgia.
1: I mean. If we're just going to be honest, not to you know play Homer a little bit, we exposed them a little bit with you know DaQuan Finn and the ability to have a dual threat quarterback, and knowing that there were some lapses in the secondary and linebacking core, and that was what week two, week three of the college football season. Yeah, you know, like if we could expose that, and there's still some of those gaping holes as we saw towards the leaking the rest of the season. I mean, this team. Struggled against Northwestern, who, last I checked, did better in Ireland than they did in the whole United States. Um, Struggled for a significant amount of the game before breaking away late against uh, Penn State. Like, yes, they can rally, quote-unquote. It's either they rally late and score a bunch of points, just kind of put the game away after struggling for three quarters, or they... You know, front-load a bunch of points against teams that they should beat, and that kind of masks over some of those questions that are being asked of this or of this program. And again, I think Ryan Day kind of when he has to bring in his own players, eh, I'm asking questions. But it's going to be it's going to be interesting. I, I agree. I think it's going to be Michigan versus. Georgia in the college football playoff, in um, and, and the national championship, and we'll see what happens. Michigan has a lot of revenge on their minds.
2: Yeah, I mean, I, w- I won't say like who wins that game. The only thing I'm going to guarantee is it's going to be a hell of a lot closer than the last time those two played. Hey, but here, but here, here's another thought for you, David. Let's. This is hypothetically. If Ohio State was to do the unthinkable and beat Georgia, the proposed Vegas line for an Ohio State-Michigan rematch, Ohio State would be favored by three and a half. I do not understand that for the life of me. Especially after, her what happened in the shoe, oh and. I mean, I don't think, I mean, unless Vegas thinks Ohio State's going to come out pissed off and angry, hey, or whatnot, it's going to, I, there is no, there is no way that Ohio State should be favored, hurt over Michigan. I mean, look, I get Georgia would probably be favored, hurt over Michigan, but there's no, I don't, I don't see Ohio State being a favorite. If I was a bet, if I was a betting man, and I would, uh, I wouldn't even want those points. I would just take Michigan on the money line.
1: If and market, you know, twelve fifty eight, December tenth, if Ohio State wins the national championship, I will draw. I will come in studio and sing the Ohio State fight song <laughs> in an Ohio State jersey. Like they're not winning. They're not beating Georgia. Like and again at home they couldn't beat Michigan. So a neutral field where all eyes are on them and all eyes are on Ryan Day again. Oh yeah. Honestly, I would take kind of since TCU is defense is, you know, they're from a pass happy conference. They're cool and they're used to a team that has a lot of, you know, you know, Texas loves to throw the ball around all, well, really all the big 12. Like, I would take TCU's defense against Ohio State because the three three five works against Ohio State because Ohio State uh, stumbled a little bit at the end in terms of the run game where, you know, yeah. So, yeah, even just looking at defensive matchups and scheming, plus Ohio State, you know, one of their wide receivers decided, eh, I don't care. I don't want
2: to get you know embarrassed by probably guy that's going to get in the first round. Let me just not play in the playoffs. Oh, oh yeah, Jackson Smith and Jigba opts out even though they yeah, make the play. He w-
0: <clears throat> no, he wants his NFL career. I mean, he's been, <clears throat> we knew that was going to happen. We talked about that on the show earlier. Yeah, he was, he was going to do that. That save yourself. I'm surprised Marvin Harrison Jr. What is he? A sophomore? Or is he a junior?
2: Yeah. Well, I mean, well,
0: I, is he a third year? Is he? No, he's a he's a true, true sophomore. sophomore. Okay.
2: But I mean, I I, I actually had talk with Jordan Bull in our. Head coach, basketball coach at Bedford, he thinks that Harrison should opt out for next year because look what Jamar Chase did in 2020. I know COVID and all, but he opted out. He was still a first-round pick, and he's been tearing it up. Right.
0: You can wrap it up, David. We went from Rocket Recap to college football playoff. We went all over the place. We'll keep going.
2: I guess we'll just call it our college football potpourri. Mm Yeah.
1: Yeah, congratulations to the Rockets again. Another Boca Raton Bowl.
0: I did think that was uh, strange. That could be like, remember when well, uh, when Candle got promoted to, well, at the time, interim coach, he was at the Boca Raton Bowl. Now he's back at it again. Could this be his last one as a Rocket football coach? That'd be crazy.
1: Yeah, I mean, it, it would be kind of a poetic ending, just full circle. But, I mean, to be fair, uh, yeah, this is only going to help continue to get our Florida's imprint. So, we're you know we've been there, you know, multiple appearances. This would be our what our third time, a no, second or third time at Boca Raton. I can't remember. I think it's
0: about third, twenty fifteen. This time, and I think it was one time in between, wasn't it?
2: Uh, I don't I don't see. remember a third time. Let me
0: see.
1: No, wait. It's our... oh, yeah, I think it's just our second. I know, I know we were at the
0: GoDaddy Bowl for a, a while. The Raycom, what was it, .com. Uh, the Camellia Bowl. The Camellia Bowl.
1: Okay, so yeah, this will be our second. Yeah, this will be our second time in the Boca Tone. But yeah, it feels like we've been there. Like,
2: and we've also been to the Bahamas Bowl. Right.
1: Yeah, All Rockets right. are going to win <clears throat> Liberty, the Slobster head coach
0: We've been, here's the bowl game since 2010 because for a while there's some, some of the rocket football was putrid uh, We've been to the Little Caesars Bowl Toledo lost 34-32 We were in the Military Bowl Toledo won 42-41 We were in the famous Idaho Bowl Utah State won 41-15 I think that was Dan Moles' last game I think he had a concussion in that game yeah, that Utah State team was physical. Um, we were in, after that, looks like we didn't make any bowl games in 2013 and 14.
2: Well, thir- I know 13, they didn't make it. 14, right. I, I want to say they they did.
0: Well, 2014 season, the Go Daddy Bowl, they ended up, so they missed the season in 13, then went. Was that the year that they had an opportunity to go to a bowl game and they didn't?
2: Well, thir- yeah, 13... 13- they were eligible but got left out in the
0: cold. Cold, that's right. Um, and isn't that the year that um, Beckman left? No, 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 no. no, no. Beckman but, left after 2011. Right, and the military then, bowl was. And that's Campbell. when Campbell took yeah. over. <clears throat> so me. they beat Arkansas State 63 44. Then they were in the Boca Raton bowl with against Temple. Was that Matt Rule?
2: Or that uh, was before
0: Matt Rule? No,
2: I think Rule uh, was there.
0: They won 32 me... to 17.
2: Yeah, rule, rule was there. That was Candle's first game as head coach. It was,
0: yeah. And then they had the Raycon Media Camellia Bowl. Appalachian State beat Toledo thirty-one. Yeah, uh,
2: well, no, that, no, wait, that was the Camellia Bowl. That was the do, I think that was the Dollar General
0: Bowl. No. I oh, was the Camellia. I'm reading it. 2016, okay. 2016 Raycon Media Camellia Bowl Appalachian State 31 Toledo 28. Then the next year, ne- the oh, Dollar next General year was Bowl. Dollar General. Yeah, my bad. Appalachian State again, and Toledo got goose egg 34 to zero. That was after they won the MAC championship. <coughs> Excuse me. Then in 2018, you had the, the makers won it Bahamas Bowl. Toledo lost 34 to 32, and then. 2021, they're in the Bahamas Bowl, and uh, tennis, Middle Tennessee, 31 to 24. Yep. <clears throat> so there you go. Anything else, David? No.
1: Nope, hopefully, the Rockets can continue the trend and or reverse the trend. I would say, and beat Liberty.
0: Okay. All right. Well, we'll take a quick commercial break. When we return. What do you got offering?
2: Uh, uh, I think I'll talk a little high school hoops in my area, especially since we came off our first win in our first game last night.
0: Or do you want to do that with the power play first, and then we'll do we'll do hoops first. Hoops first, okay, okay. okay. He wants to he wants to do hoops first as you tell him. lose my voice. Uh, I had a big game on Thursday, even though I'm the assistant coach. I, woo, I, you know, he's screaming and yelling and and man. <clears throat> You, Frank, did you lose your voice?
2: Uh, a little bit after being on the mic for three games yesterday.
0: Hey, but doing doing better today. All right, we'll take a quick commercial, but you listening to 88.3 WSTs. After further review, man, I might need something. What's a good thing for your throat? <laughs> Salt water, I know. Salt
2: um, water, uh, honey. Hu- take honey, lemon juice, and hot water. What about whiskey? Tea- I know. Jack Daniels Tennessee Honey whiskey is one of my
0: remedies. Really? Oh yeah. I got the Jim Beam honey. Oh, that'll work too. Right, but the the also um Fireball's good.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Got that nice spice to it. It's Fireball and Sprite might have that later tonight. Listen is eighty eight point three WHD's after further re- I'm not condoning drinking, but if you have a sore throat, you need it to be soothed. Oh man, <clears throat> they might be having to have to take the show over a little bit here. Yeah. We're getting to Frank's high school recap. It's basketball season in Michigan, along with Ohio. We'll be back after this.